Team, here we go. Tuesday, fireside chat. Here we go. Should be about 30 minutes, I think, to get through because we don't have actually that many questions, which is phenomenal. Uh, I do have Facebook open so that we can check just in case I've missed any, but we will jump onto those later on in today's call. Hit the microphone in the way. There we go. Good. So first things first, what do we have? Now, this sounds really lame the yardstick of success, but just bear with me here. Now, when I was in the army, I was an intelligence analyst and we love things like yardsticks. We had something called the probability yardstick, which again, sounds incredibly lame, but what it meant was it could give us parameters for terms of probability. Um, on the note of podcast, no, I can't make those louder, but I do realize that those three were quiet the ones going forward should be fine. I think it was the smaller microphone I was using. Now, when it comes to the yardstick of success, a yardstick essentially something that gives us parameters for success or for a given outcome. When I was in the army, I used to use something called a probability yardstick, and that was either something is certain or something is highly unlikely to happen, and then we would play with the bits in between. Now, with success, what I want to do is I want to picture something. If we have a... If, you, if we have a yardstick that we're going to use for our success, on one end, you have the outcome, and one end, you have not achieving the outcome. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to minimize that chat box because it's distracting. There we go. On one end, you have the outcome. One end, you have not achieving the outcome. Now, the thing is, we need to understand where we sit on the yardstick of success, but also whether we can actually control the outcome of the objective as a whole. Does that make sense? So we need to be putting on our yardstick of success all the things that we can control and not isolating the success of our mission, of our adventure, of whatever it is that we're trying to do down to something that we can't necessarily control. Now, this sort of thing makes sense in, say, the business sense. So let's talk about this in a business sense. Putting something outside of your control on these yardstick of success could be that you make x amount of currency in sales or you're selling something and you get five retailers to be able to you know stock that particular thing now that isn't necessarily in your control it's not in your control whether people buy so therefore putting something like the amount of generated sales on your success yardstick is kind of setting yourself up for disaster really in the sense that Given that you can't control people's ability or force people to buy something in this sales analogy, then your yardstick of success is working against you. Now, let's think about that in terms of a health and fitness area. Now, when it comes to the success of a specific operation, a specific goal, a specific race, there are a lot of things out of our control. Yes, we can train for that race. We can train to climb the mountain. We can train to do the thing, right? Now, as we are looking towards that goal, what if the weather craps out? Claire, what if we both get to Austria in June and there's a massive stonking lightning storm? You know, if we put our success, and in this sense, in the health and fitness realm, if we put our value on achieving the outcome, then we are missing the whole point of the process. And the whole point of the process is to become something along the way, not to achieve one thing. And that, folks, is where a lot of people slip up because they achieve the thing 
And whoops, 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 whoops. Sorry, I thought I clicked on a question then from Nikki and I clicked on a reel. Sorry about that. If we are putting all of our value on one outcome, i.e. a race, and that doesn't happen, or we are putting all of our value on, let's say, a scale weight in uh, in weight loss, then we're putting all of our value in achieving one thing. Once it's done and we've finished and we go home again, or we look past the day that we're 63 kilos or whatever it is, then what? Then what? It's done. It's gone. It's in the past now. We can't just keep living through a series of, I need to do the challenge, followed by the next 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 challenge. What we need to do is we need to understand who am I becoming along this journey and what weight am I attaching to this outcome? Like Claire, for example, we're both off to go and run a silly long distance across the Austrian Alps, right? If we get there and the weather craps out, there's a massive, great big biblical lightning storm and we can't go anywhere near the mountains. Cool. I'm not going to rush to go into the mountains. But the thing is, I know that Claire along this way has become somebody who is completely different to when I first met her. Somebody who is able to embrace the challenge. Somebody who will push through difficulty, through the weather, through the challenge of training. I I have been beasting Claire in her training, just for clarity, recently. And she's taken it all, every single step. What that means is Claire is becoming somebody who is much more resilient, healthier, fitter, stronger, happier, more capable, more confident, more competent, clear on what it is that she can do and clear on what it is that she wants to do. Now that is the outcome team. That's what we're searching for. And that is within our control because quite frankly, folks, it's within your control to have the discipline to get out of bed and do the thing, to go and do the run, to go and do the circuit, to go and do the strength and conditioning, to get home from work and do something else in Tony's sense to do the second session of the day because Tony has double sessions now. That's all in our control. All of it is in our control. Every single part of this process. There is not an element of this out of our control. It's how we deal with things. It's how we get around it. It's how we tackle the challenge day in, day out. If an act of God happens and the project that we're trying to do doesn't happen, so be it. Case in point, actually, I've just thought about this now. When I was training to do the Cape Wrath Trail, 2020, 2019, 20, I, I was in the best shape of my entire life. Mentally, I was a tank, ready to go. Guess what? COVID happened. Two weeks starting. Two weeks. I was so ready. I was going to run from Fort William to Glasgow, 94 miles, set off midnight on Saturday morning, get there for Saturday night, meet a friend in Glasgow, have an obscene amount of burgers, call into the Hilton, have a massage, do a two-week taper, go. So ready. But then look at that. COVID happens. Completely out of my control. Did I put all of my worth and value in Cape Wrath? No. I put an awful lot of weight into it. Yes, absolutely. I built it up to be a massive project. And it really kicked me in the teeth when I couldn't do it. But did that come to an end? No. I, I was the sort of person that trained no matter what the weather. There was Storm Chiara at the time and I was running through the Torridonian Mountains. You become the sort of person that does the thing. 
you become the sort of person that has the discipline along the way. You control what goes on your yardstick of success. And that, folks, is an incredibly important thing to really remember. When you all, when everyone in the adventure coach comes to me with a goal, because not everyone has the goal. Some people are just here for adventure readiness, and that's cool. When you come to me for a goal, I want you to be remembering along the way, it might not happen. Doesn't sound very positive, does it? But do you know what? Shit happens. Life happens. Things come up in the way. And what I want you to be prepared for is what on earth are you going to do about it if that happens? Because that event, that one thing, that one outcome does not dictate your value, doesn't dictate your success, doesn't dictate your worth. Who you become along the way does. That's why I'll always say becoming over achieving. That needs to be on a t-shirt at some point soon. That's why, folks, because we need to make sure that we're not filling this yardstick of success with things that we can't control. We need to ensure that from the things that we can't do to the things that we can do, wherever it is that our parameters of success lie, we need to make sure that we're good to go. We need to make sure that everything's within our control. And if there are things on there that are out of our control, we need to recognize what they are and realize that actually maybe these things have to change. Races don't define us, folks. We're not Olympic athletes. Races don't define us. And even then, in the Olympics, races don't define the person. How many athletes can we not think of right now that have won medals in the past that we've forgotten who they are? Races don't define us. It's what we do with them. It's who we become along the way. Does that make sense? We need to understand where we put the parameters of our success and to ensure that we can control everything. And everything on that yardstick is things that we can control. Because if we put things on there that we can't control, that are out of our control, that are acts of God, whatever, then we're not setting ourselves up for success here. The next thing I want to share with you folks I'm just going to grab my water bottle. Two seconds. The next thing I want to share with you is being a leader versus being a follower. And what I mean by that is a bit similar to a post that I shared the other day. And being a leader versus being a follower is, is it's not for other people necessarily. It's for yourself. Are you leading your own journey or are you just blindly following what has been laid out for you? Because none of you here really are blindly following your program without any form of a knowledge of the understanding of the outcome. You're leading your own way. If we look at this in the hero's journey, if people have heard about the hero's journey before, it's basically the storyline of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, that sort of thing. You will have a hero who has not started in a much heroic position. They have a big task to do. They will find a guide. They will overcome adversity. They will fight through it. They'll get to the end and so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's exactly what these sort, of, these sort of stories are based on. It's called the hero's journey. We need to ensure, we need to make sure that we are leading the way to our own hero's journey because quite frankly folks as cliche as it sounds and i don't care if it is you you are the hero of your own story that's why i'm not here to be that for you that, that's your job i'm here to be your guide to get you through it 
Now, I'm a massive Tolkien nerd, so I'm going to use a Lord of the Rings um, analogy here, which I'm sure Claire will love. Now, when Frodo Baggins needs to go to Mordor to get rid of the ring, he's the leader of his particular story here. He's the one that can bring everybody together to form the fellowship, to start everything off. He needs a guide, though, left or right out of Rivendell. Gandalf is that guide. You need to become the leader of your own story because you're leading the way for you to progress. But not only that, you're leading the way of everyone else around you who's watching your success and watching your journey. And let me get one thing clear, folks. If you don't think you're being watched, you definitely are. I don't mean that in a sinister way. I mean, people are noticing what you're doing. People are noticing who you're becoming. I was speaking to Grace today, and she was saying how people around her are noticing that she's just better, happier, more fulfilled, feels better, communicates better, just seems set and happy. People are noticing that you're on your journey. And I'm not saying you need to go and force health and fitness onto them and recruit them all into the adventure coach, as wonderful as that, as that would be. What I'm saying here is you need to be showing what you're doing. You need to be embracing the challenge and making sure, you know, that people who are watching you, that they're, you're leaving them inspired to go and do their own journey, that you're leading them to bring them to the front, leading by example. Because if you blindly follow things, where are you going? If you, if you now think that you're just blindly following your program, you need to send me a message as soon as it's done, as soon as this calls over, or if you're re watching that wrong, re-listening this to this. I'll get my words out eventually. Because you're not, you're not blindly following anything. That's not what coaching is all about. That's downloading a program off Virgin Active and then just cracking on. This isn't blindly following. You're leading your own way forward. Like I'll always say to you, you know the answers, apart from a bit of skill set stuff that we need to develop, navigation, whatever. All the answers to you becoming a better person are all in your head. And it's my job to bring them out. I don't create anything new. I might give you a new perspective on certain things, but I'm here to help get them out of your head because you're leading your own way. We have leaders and we have followers, folks. At a time we need to follow certain things, most of the time we need to lead our way through to something. And that's not necessarily leading other people, that's leading ourselves, putting ourselves at the forefront, taking responsibility, having discipline. These are all how we lead our journey. People who are following their journey and not leading or neglecting the leadership side, these are the people that need hand-holding. And I don't mean that in a detrimental way. I mean, these are the people that can't do it on their own. These are the people that feel like they need to constantly sound off different ideas or they need to find another way around the training program, even though they haven't started it yet. I'm not saying that's anyone here. I'm saying that these are people that you see them all over the place. They'll download the program on the 1st of January and then I'll stop doing it on the 14th. You know, these are the people who are, who quite frankly, haven't made it through January with their health and fitness goals. Their New Year's resolution got them as far as, you know, the end of January. You can get them into February. These are followers, folks. These are people who are blindly trying to follow something. They're not taking responsibility and leading their own way. Much like when you've all started here, if ever you've had you know, a development of fitness or weight loss journey in this community, in this journey, in this coaching community. And guess what? 
you know that you're not going to get any results really for the first couple of weeks. It's all about the habits, about forging. It's about building the foundations necessary to build you into the person we're trying to find. You know, it's that understanding that means that you are falling in love with boring, which is a very important thing because not every training session is going to be different. Not every diet is going to be different every single day. Things are going to be very samey and you need to love that so that you continue to push through. But also you need to lead your own way and help other people along their way. So we need to make sure, folks, that we're leading the way. We are leaders, not just followers. All of us are. Same with me. Same with you. Everybody. And how we do that, folks, is we use a concept of the million-dollar racehorse. Every single one of us is a million-dollar racehorse. Now, I also like to use the analogy of a Formula One car. I, I find there's a lot of similarities between humans and cars, and they're fantastic for analogies, and everybody knows I love a good analogy. Now, the million-dollar racehorse is quite simple. If a million-dollar racehorse is this black one in the front here, number 30 or whatever his number is that he's got on his side, a million-dollar racehorse is the one that wins the race. That is an athlete, but it's also a tool, and it's something that people use to generate success in a certain game. You are a million-dollar racehorse. Now, as you're going through this process of understanding the fact that you're a million-dollar racehorse, I want you to think about what was the last thing I ate? What was the last training session that I did or didn't do? What could I have done better? Because most of the time we don't eat in such a way that we treat ourselves like a million-dollar racehorse. It's more like a horse that's on its way to the lasagna factory. You know, we don't always treat ourselves like this. And we should be. We should be, folks. Because your bodies are completely, unbelievably amazing. And if we're generally feeding it with crap, then guess what? That million-dollar racehorse, that's not going to win any races. Um, unfortunately, in the real world of race horse racing, if it doesn't win any races, guess where it goes? Nowhere. Obviously, there's a more morbid answer to that question, but let's not go there. We need to make sure that we are at the front of our own pack, that we're treating ourselves like a million-dollar racehorse, not like a horse on its way to the lasagna factory, but a million-dollar racehorse. We need to fine-tune everything that we're eating. We need to fine-tune what we're sleeping. We need to fine-tune our habits, the people that we spend our time around. The more we do that, the more you will see benefit and outcome and discipline and the product of what it is that you're doing. Because the people don't do this. I would argue that before you came here, you did not treat yourself like a million dollar racehorse. What's the difference now? We're fueling ourselves, right? Sleeping, right? Being a bit more critical and mindful as to what it is that we're eating. Maybe we've still got struggle foods. Why have we got those struggle foods? Is that what this person would eat? The question I'll always ask you to come back to. Is what I'm about to eat or do congruent to the person that I'm trying to become? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, do it. If the answer is no, don't do it. Don't do it. Now, before you make up an excuse in your head that you have to or you can't help yourself, don't do it. Treat yourself like a million-dollar racehorse team. That's how we have success in this. This is how we do this. This is how this whole process works. It'll take a long time for some people to get this, 
for others, pretty quick. I'm not saying you need to track everything to the nth degree. I'm not trying to saying you have to obsess over stuff. I'm saying if you're trying to bring out your best, you need to dial in the crap. You need to dial in the lies that you're telling yourself. You need to dial in generally the excuses that we feed ourselves. Now, do not get me wrong. Birthdays, cake, obviously. Saturdays, an almond croissant, fine. You know, give yourself some fun in food and fitness. Sometimes you're going to need a day off. Claire said it there. She's a three. She needs more recovery. She can't come into her new training program all singing or dancing today now because she's got to recover. So this is where we do need to have a bit of a level head. But for the 98% of our life, we need to make sure that we've got that discipline to head on. I'm going to go downstairs and have a cream egg today because I had dinner earlier and cream eggs are on sale because it's Easter does that mean I'm going to turn fat tomorrow? No. Does that mean I have a cream egg every single day? No, I very seldom have sweets and treats like that. Doesn't mean I can never have them. It just means that, you know what? When they hit the spot, they hit the spot and that's fine. Million dollar racehorse mentality. I want a million dollar racehorse, not a Terminator. So that racehorse is going to have some downtime. Whatever a racehorse does for downtime, goes to the horse spa, whatever. You know, but 98% of the time you're on it. You're doing the right thing. We have to treat ourselves like a million dollar racehorse. Now then team, you would have seen the February challenge that is already up and running in the group. Now, I think after the success of the January challenge, I wasn't going to do a monthly challenge at all. It was just going to be for January just to get you guys going and doing stuff. But it seems it was quite popular. So we're going to continue it for as long as we can, really, um, whether it sticks around on all year or not. I don't actually know. We will see how your enthusiasm uh, develops throughout the year. I've got some interesting ideas for future challenges, um, but the winner of this one will be able to choose from an option of five the next one. So depending on how cruel they feel they are feeling that particular day, it could be a hard one or an easier one. Now, the February challenge is quite simple. Log every workout that you do from the first of the month to the 28th of the month, uh, sorry, the 27th of the month, and add up the height gain. Get as, high, get as much cumulative height as possible and see which one's biggest. It's quite simple, folks, really. Some people are going to have a bit of an advantage because they're getting up to some winter mountains. Lauren, I know you're off to the winter mountains somewhere in Scotland. Um, I'm going to be part of this as well because it'd be fun. And we're just going to see what the maximum height gain is that we can get this month. The winner gets to choose the next challenge. Makes sense, doesn't it? Nice and simple. Something for us to do that's a little bit different. Um, yes, absolutely. The February, the March one, there's some interesting options and we'll see what the winner wants to pick. But there you have it, folks. February challenge. Let's get involved. Let's get some stuff done. The um, prizes from the previous one, uh, they were Amazon today. So there are things coming on your way. So don't worry. And then uh, we're off to the February challenge. No, there will not be free gifts for every single challenge. Um, that's why I wasn't considering doing it every single month. But there's going to be some fun outcomes and bits and pieces for each one just to make it a bit more of an incentive, a bit more of a game to see how we get. Charlie, good luck with gaining height in Sirencester. I think your highest point is like five meters. So that's going to be an awful lot of hill reps for you to make up the height. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what the product is of this. Now, listen, folks, I'm going to jump onto a little bit of questions. So if you have questions at all, please do put them in the chat. I'm going to open the chat box now so it doesn't distract me. Um, so chat box is open. Any questions you have, whether this is on your new training program, so those who have their new training programs or not, it doesn't matter. Throw them in. If you want to ask me any questions at all, 
please do send them in. I'm going to just quickly jump onto the Facebook group to see, whoopsie daisy, if we've got any more. Um, I keep clicking on the wrong link to see what we've got. First thoughts, I'm going to do okay. Good, good positive attitude around new programs. Love that. Nikki's smashing hers. Read through a new plan. First thoughts from, oh my God, I can't do that. Uh, I know I'm capable of more and I'm guessing that you wouldn't have said it if you didn't think I could do it. Now, listen, Nikki's a fantastic person. When Nikki first came to my outdoor fitness sessions right back in the day, uh, she came to me and I had her go up a, I think it was literally a five meter hill with a 25 kilo sandbag. And she was like, there's no way I'm doing that. And I was like, okay, cool. Start with a 10. She was like, there's no way. She laughed in my face. That's not going to happen. 10 kilo bag up top of the hill. Not happening. Uh, four weeks later, she took the 25 kilo bag up. Four weeks later, after that, she was taking two 25 kilo bags up. So when people come to me and say, I can't do that, this is exactly the reason why I put today's reel out for those on social media who have seen me. Because look, there's a saying goes... Um, he who says he can't can and he who says he can't are both usually right when people say that they can do something they are usually right they will find a way and it's not always about chipping away at the main goal but rather suggesting okay when we look at the overall goal what can i do to get there as a whole folks so we need to break down to see what it is that we can actually do as a whole all right so nikki doing a fantastic job and she said at the first the previous training block actually oh my god i can't do that and then she smashed it and now oh my god i can't do that I guarantee in four weeks she will smash it this is how we do it folks this is it so let's have a look at questions see what we got uh can't wait tonight that's cool we're driving going over rest days versus adapting your training to how your body feels would be good going over rest days versus adapting your training to how your body feels Roger. Okay. Um, in all of your training programs, none of you will have seven days a, a week of training. You will always have a rest day in there. Now, the reason for that is we need to have a day off. We need to have some time off from training. There's no point doing seven days of training. Some people will, will do like you know, I've known people in the past to have like a 10 day training block and then they'll have two days off and it just depends on the sessions that they have to get in or, you know, how flexible their time is and such. But ultimately, you need to have at least one day off, ideally two, but at least one. Now, all of your training is designed so that you can fit it into your week whenever you want to. All of your training is designed so that you can fit it around your life. All of your training is designed so that, yes, you've got objectives to hit and distances to hit and things to hit. But if there are days that you're not feeling 100%, I want you to go out and try and do something anyway. And I'm going to highlight the word something, because if you're not feeling up to it, if you're feeling ill, if you're injured, if you're recovering, whatever, you're not going to be able to give the same intensity as you have done maybe last week or you will do in a week's time. If you go out there and do the thing anyway, great, you're still setting the habit in place. And that is cool because you're not going to be feeling generally crap or injured or sick or needing recovery all the time. All you're going to need to do is do it for that day. So stick to having those allotted rest days per week. But also, if there's a day where you're not feeling it, don't not do it. Don't not do it. Do something. This is what I said about in that post the other day should versus can things that i should do things that i should do versus things that i can do i should do this but you know what i'm absolutely ball bagged i'm knackered 
legs are broken, everything's hurting, chest, whatever. What can I do? Do you know what? I can't run as fast today, but I can get out and do a run. Awesome. One step forward is one step forward. So try and stick to those rest days. But um, if you need to adapt your training, the intensity of your training to how you're how you're feeling, first of all, be critical of what it is that you're actually feeling. Are you actually tired? Are you actually in need of going easier today? If the answer is yes, great. If the answer is, uh, then do the intensity required. Get out there and do the work. Uh, luckily, my last long run was in 20 meters of ascent, uh, 20 miles, 20 miles ascent, 70 meters, 20 meters ascent, 70 meters descent. Does that count as minus 50? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, is uh, the high gear one is a high is a high gear the one that is hard to push or really easy uh, a high gear is the one that's hard to push so the higher the gear the harder it goes much like on a car the lower the gear the easier it is to spin um confusingly on the crank on the back so on the cassette where all your rings are the high gear is going to be on the small ring and the low gear is going to be on the big ring does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, I've just got another, is that another question? Uh, da, 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 da. Looking to get the additional exercise in, icy for the bike at the moment. It will not be icy all winter. So do what you can as and when. Uh, one hour AM run going well. Fantastic work. Good. Any other questions? Good. We got anything else, folks? Any other questions at all? What do we got? Uh, what's that one up there? Two seconds. Let me see if I can answer that just here. Doing all the other four will be tough. Uh, okay, Charlie, I'm going to answer that on here. Doing the four will be tough to get them in all week, every week. Uh, your anchor, that is your number one session. Those four, get them done in the evening, my friend. We will find the time. Uh, non-negotiables good build from the side planks yes 100 uh, if you find that you are really struggling to get those sessions in in the morning charlie then uh, sorry get those sessions in as well as the anchor in the morning then make those sessions the anchors but you get make sure that they are done all, all times first and foremost start with the anchors then put the training sessions on top see how that goes do it for two weeks if that's a non-workable then we look to put those evening sessions into those morning anchors so that you are doing all four of those training sessions Cool. Any other questions, team? If there isn't, we will close this chat in 30 seconds. Looks like we are all good to go. Who have we got in the chat? Wrong who we got. We got Charlie, we got Lauren, we got Mark. Claire's gone. Fine. Cool. Right, team. We'll end it there. Peace. Thank you all very much. See you all in the next one. Peace, team. See you soon.